body, spirit. The martial arts are a way of life. Attack Life, Not Others is an insight into that life with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. It's going to be, uh, I guess, maybe a relaxing show today. We're going to get very namaste. You know what namaste means, Tim? No, right? I don't. You I don't. know? Iris? Yeah. Why don't you jump on? Let's dive in and tell them what namaste is. It means the divine light within me bows to the divine light within you. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. know that. That's how uh, you end Pretty much every yoga session, every yoga class, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you can start out any conversation by saying namaste. I just kind of uh, just kind of popped into my head. I realized that that there's all different types of yoga, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But am I correct in saying every yoga, no matter what style or type, it does end with namaste, right? Yes. Um, Kundalini yoga is a little different, and they will say Satnam, okay, which means true name or truth is who you are. Okay, uh, so it's relatively the same. Okay, and uh, that comes out of the Sikh faith. So huh. if you go to like a Sikh temple or you have any Sikh friends, they'll be saying Satnam, Satnam Waheguru. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. before we go on um, yeah. <laughs> anymore, we'd like to introduce Iris. Uh huh. Iris trained with me many, many years ago. Her brother trained as well, and we had some good times together. And then she went off like a lot of students do and started up her own life. She has two children now. She's happily married. Mm-hmm. One thing that I always go back to being a teacher, I always remember people's faces. I remember obviously not so well their names, but I also remember what they used to bring to the dojo. And one thing that has been consistent with Iris is one word, happy. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You always are happy. And if there's one thing that there is gold in the sky, we're always, all, all of us are trying to find happiness. Where is it? It's elusive. It's hard to stay happy. Um, this world and all the things that are spinning around us kind of sometimes steal that from us. But you had a lot of power. You had a lot of strength. You had a lot of kicks, flexibility. Um, but you always were just genuinely happy. And um, that was one of the things, one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on the show. Yes, yoga is great. Mm-hmm. Martial arts is great. Um, learning uh, how to do different things and whatever your thing is, is great. But it's affected you. Uh, your personality was already kind of that way. But I see so many students who kind of have it, but then lose it. Have it, but then lose it. You seem to have it and you keep it. I'm interested to know how you do it, how you use your yoga and how you use your yourself to contain, maintain that kind of way because happiness is hard to keep. It is hard. What do you do? It's always a work in progress. For example, if you are practicing a yoga pose and you start at the very beginning and you're like, oh, I strive to get to that look, whatever it is. So you start at the very beginning and it's a constant, it's a constant work, but you're, you're going there. And that's how I think that happiness is, too. Like, you have to do the work on your end in order to project and, quote, unquote, be happy. And also, I think that if you are doing the work on your end, you're going to attract those positive people in your life that support you and keep you going. So, yeah. So it's the same. We talk about this, too, in different ways. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Well, first of all, like attracts like, no matter what it is. mm -hmm. 
And uh, I'm a huge believer and proponent of you are the sum total of the five people you hang around the most. So once you attract those people into your life and you continue to keep them there, well, you just all perpetuate that same kind of vibe, that same energy. And mm -hmm. if it's happy energy, then it's happy. If it's a low vibe, then it's going to be a low vibe. You're all going to be depressed mm -hmm. together then. Mm -hmm. If, what makes yoga, like I always think about yoga as a, almost a sister to the martial arts. Absolutely. Martial arts is is this thing and, and the yoga is that thing, but it's, it's very integrated in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Obviously, a lot of stretching we do. Every class we stretch. And I think stretching to me is the fountain of youth. Mm -hmm. It keeps you young mm -hmm. and it's so healthy. When you talk about yoga, when I think about yoga, obviously there's a spiritual side of it, but I think about your poses. Mm -hmm. I think about the stretching and the methodical moves, the things that you do to give you that core balance. To see some of these poses is unbelievable. Like right now, you're talking to me, you're standing on your head. I don't know how you do that, but it's, I mean, she just really, it's breathless. I mean, <laughs> how do you do it? Like what, like the, the thing about stretching, what makes it from a physical understanding of understanding the idea and concepts of yoga, what makes stretching so valuable to us aging? Hold on, before we get to the important question, let's mm -hmm. ask this question. Since you're talking about her standing on her head, your um, question you often ask people, Tim, when you do stand on your head and you're looking at a traffic light, yeah. would the uh, red, yellow, green be different? I'm just kidding. I'm All right. like, hmm. Back to the serious question. Back to the serious. Yeah. Be quiet, Steve. No, you're right. No, you're good. That's a good call. Um, so when, when you do stretch, what, how does it work in the body? What makes it so important to do? Uh, so when I get on my mat, like I, first of all, usually I never want to be like there. It's always like, kind of like this, the hardest thing about yoga is just getting on your mat. Right. I mean, the same thing as in Hold the on. martial you arts. Said, How interesting is that? The hardest part is getting in the dojo. Yeah, it is. See, like, we say that all the time there. with martial arts. Mm -hmm. Getting there. Once you get warmed up. You're fine. And get the energy wrapped around you. You're good to go. Yeah. Right? Once you start the movement, once you start. Just like getting out of your own way, getting out of your head and like literally putting it into the physical, you're able to move, you're able to flow. And it goes away from like, well, I wonder how perfect I look or I wonder that you're done with that. Like now you're just flowing into movement and that's helping you clear your path. Yeah. And yeah. you're doing it because it's important for you to do it because it's going to prove you mm -hmm. internally, externally. It's going to help you face the world. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're linking taking that physical component and then adding the breath into it. So you're not just um, going into a pose, but you're linking breath and you're deepening the breath. You were telling me how you were teaching 50 year olds to do headstands. Handstands. Handstands. Yeah. Handstands. Mm -hmm. handstands. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's handstands. amazing. I, I just I see some of these things and I just think it's just so cool to be into something that integrates the mind, the body and the spirit, not mm -hmm. just the martial arts. And I know. From teaching the martial arts, we all get in there and we're all caught up. I always say our bodies are tired and our minds are busy, mm -hmm. you know, or the reverse. Mm -hmm. I practice yoga several times a week myself. I wish that I found it and uh, started practicing it sooner mm -hmm. because I've been doing it for about eight years now, martial arts for 32. Yep. I wish I started this years ago to supplement my martial arts because it is just, it, they're like cousins. Yeah, yeah, they, they just balance sure. each yeah. other so perfectly well. Well, that's how I came to yoga was I was in New York and I noticed I was at a yoga studio. I wasn't there for yoga. I was there for something else. And I saw a flyer and I just started researching and reading. And I was like, these philosophies from the martial arts to yoga are the same. 
I was like, this is basically what I grew up learning at Hoover Karate Academy. And I'm like, I'm going to check this out. And then I just totally fell in because yoga, the beautiful thing about it is it meets you where you are, right? Mm. So you don't have to meet yoga where it is. Mm -hmm. It meets you where you are. And so that's why I think it's so accessible and so popular because there's many types and it meets you where you are. You want to do it for 10 minutes a day or you want to do it for two hours a day. It's fine. What I also love, and this is another common thing with martial arts, is you're not competing against anyone else. You're just competing against yourself. Mm -hmm. It's internal. It's all you. So in line with what you just said, it meets you where you are. Mm -hmm. So if you're a newbie, great. If you've been practicing yoga for decades, great. You can get out of it whatever you put into it and whatever you want to get out of it. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. And if you go in with an ego, this is a good. If you go in to your practice, um, I hate to say this, but I do get sometimes uh, a lot of men will come into an advanced class and they'll be like, oh, I weight lift or I you know, go to the gym and run every day. And I'm like, okay, cool. And their ego is so high. And then they're at the end, they're like, whoa, thank you. Like humbles. It totally humbles them. But if you go into your practice with an ego and you're like, I got this, I just something knocks, not like knocks you down, but it, it does. Like oh, yeah, you could be you upside down. down. Right. Yeah. You could be upside down and it literally knocks you down and you're like, oh my gosh. And that's the same thing in, in, uh, in the dojo. If you're mm -hmm. sparring with somebody, you go in with an ego and then you're like roundhouse to the head. You're like, oh. Well, that's to see, that's the difference in yoga. Your relationship is, is pose, position. You're not hitting each other while you're <laughs> posing. In the martial arts, you know, the old saying is you bring it, I'm bringing it. You bring uh -huh. it up, I'm going to bring mm -hmm. it up. And it's so true Then your ego does. The one thing about the martial arts, it spanks you, man. Eventually you learn you're not <laughs> going to get away word. with it. There's always somebody better. Always somebody mm -hmm. better. And I mean, I can remember a student saying to me a long time ago, he told me about his great teacher. He said, you know, I have this great teacher, and he did something amazing the other day. He did a spinning hook kick and knocked an apple right off a student's head. And he says, man, a guy, I, got, I cannot believe how awesome that is. He smashed the apple in a thousand pieces. And I thought, I guess that's cool. But the best compliment to me would be that somebody would say, my teacher pushed me to excel, pushed me into a higher ground mentally, physically, and spiritually, taught me how to journey through life, made me a better person, mm -hmm. um, allowed me to adjust my emotions. Not the apple's stupid for me. And so when I see students come into the school, and, and whether they're five or whether they're 50, it's all about becoming better. And I think that's the association with yoga. It makes you better. If you're better and you're happy inside, it's like a full charge battery in your car then you can be better dealing with all the distractions that we're going to get hit with during the course of the day. You can be happier with your family, with your kids, mm -hmm. uh, with your husband, and with all the relationships that you have going on because that works for you. Yoga works for you, mm -hmm. just like the way the martial arts and yoga works for you. Tim, you don't even know this. We were talking about people with ego and they'll come in and they'll get their ego chopped down. There is a chair yoga class. So first of all, People that don't know anything about it and you have a little bit of an ego, maybe you're, I don't know, not picking on anybody in particular, but maybe you're a power lifter or, you know, a big bodybuilder or something like that. And you think, oh, pff, yoga, pff, it's too, too, uh, you know, wussy for me. Um, like you said, you'll be in for a rude awakening, number one. But number two, that's just regular yoga. But then you add chair yoga to it. <laughs> you think, you're sitting in a chair doing poses, doing yoga. That's yeah. going to be like easy. 
I took Frank to a chair yoga class. Remember Sensei Frank? Mm-hmm. And he didn't go in with ego because he he went because I was raving about how good it was. Right. I'm just he didn't go in with an ego. I'm just saying he was like, Steve, you are right. That is amazing. You get such an amazing core workout mm-hmm. while you're sitting in a chair. Now, of course, you need a really good yoga instructor, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's the coolest thing. Chair yoga. Did you ever? You know that I, was a I thing. Ne- no, I never heard. It I, is. I never heard. I, you know, and I think I think that's the whole thing. I think in life we only have so many, so much time. As we talked before, you know, to me, life is like a pizza pie. You know, when you're five year old, you get it all. Mm-hmm. And as you become 15, your study increases. Now you have to cut the pizza a couple different places, get a good education and so on. You have a family. Now you're down. Eventually, you're down to one slice. And that time is so important as to where you put it, whether it's yoga, chair yoga, uh, basketball, football, whatever it is. At the end of the day, you got to be able to, whether you invest two, four, or five hours a week, you got to ask yourself, what's it bringing home for me? Mm-hmm. How's this working for me? You know, before we conclude and before we exit out here, I want to ask you that question. My thing is the martial arts, your thing is yoga. When you go and you do have a hard time getting on that mat and all of a sudden you're on that mat and it clicks, you're there and you start feeling good. I always say it's like I deal with students, we're ice cubes. We get in there, we're all ice cubes. And then you can just feel us melt down. And as, when ice melts, we all come one. Now we're all water. Everything just melts. And for, it's hard for me to stop after two hours because the energy is so high. Mm-hmm. When I walk away, I think I scratch my head the next day. Hey, you know, what did I get out of class? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I'm going to be there. I'll work it next week and so on and so on. How do you do that? Now, when you look and you walk away from yoga, give me five things, five things that bring you back to that mat, that bring it into your quality of life and make you the happy person that you are. Five things. So you said – you made a great analogy with the we're all ice cubes and then like we kind of melt into yeah. one. Um, so yoga means union. So when we come together in a class, that is exactly happening. And I definitely see that similarity between um, karate and yoga. But what all causes ways. that union? We're all energy, right? We're energetic beings and we all get together in a collective mindset. Mm -hmm. And then we all have our backgrounds, what we came from, what we did before we came, you know, all that stuff. Right. So that makes us individual. But when it gets down to it, we are all one. And so what we're doing is like busting down that like individual I am. Okay. Uh, You know, these individual I am this, I am that, da, da, da. And then we're able to see each other as the same. So it doesn't matter if you're a cop or a carpenter, it doesn't matter. You become one. And and again, the uh, similarity with martial arts in a class is if you come in with a lot of energy, well, then you get some skimmed off and shaved off. And if you come in with low energy, well, you get brought up. So by the end of the class, you're all roughly within that same window. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, um, sense of community that definitely brings me back every time the sense of community sense of community yeah, the sense for of sure. village yeah. yeah okay because we don't have that we no, live we in such an individualized mm-hmm. society and like that's praised upon if you can do it by yourself you are amazing so again it, going back from is. last episode it's relationships and it's experiences mm-hmm. okay my wife and i say we can't do yoga and there's there's videos you can do online and you can do it yourself mm-hmm. and i earlier in this episode, I just said I do about 10 minutes a day by myself just because I I just need something. But the actual classes, I need those classes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I guess that's what you're speaking on. 
you need that uh, group energy. Yeah, yeah, you need to have that feeling because we don't get that. And that, I think, is a necessity to live, you right. know? Right. So that definitely brings me back. Also, when you're having like a, a pretty tough day or a pretty tough time, going on your mat and knowing that whatever that is can get worked out yeah. through the physical is kind of awesome. And um, you know that you'll have a clearer sense to maybe navigate whatever that difficult situation is in your life. You'll have a little bit clearer of a vision to help you if you return to your mat, if you get there. And you don't have to have a mat, right? You can do yoga on your floor. You can go for a walk and breathe and that's yoga. Mm -hmm. You can talk to a friend on the phone and that can be your yoga. It doesn't have to be the asana practice itself. So it can be whatever you're finding pleasure in, whatever makes you your best self. That's, that's yoga. That's union. As long as you're connecting with your spirit and, um, so taking a look that's yeah so you're saying number one is union and number two the experience with other people that are positive number mm -hmm. three now you're saying the bottom line is is that you're getting in touch with your body mm -hmm. you're realizing you're not sick mm -hmm. you're realizing that you're not in the local hospital mm -hmm. and there's a higher power and in there's that a connection higher power in that connection so look yeah. at that all this time on this show attack life not others we've been preaching yoga and we didn't know it could be <laughs> well, called it is, yoga but it's all the same it's all the same it's all, it's all, it's all the same. same it just it just wears different colors that's all yeah four my fourth thing mm -hmm. mm. um, <laughs> that I can do pretty cool stuff in my body. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, but that <laughs> like is like I true. got party tricks in my back pocket. It's <laughs> like the icing on the cake. That's so cool, right? Yeah. But listen, I'm going to tell you something. We do maybe ten minutes of what's called we call it the crane, the kung mm -hmm. fu crane position, where you tuck your foot in the back of your knee and you stand on one leg like a crane mm -hmm. with your hands in the center. Mm -hmm. It's the hardest thing. I can knock out 100 push-ups. I can do core sit-ups. I can climb the rope. I can do – but ask me to get that sense of balance. And you should see the rest of my class except for a couple. Our arms are flying all over the place. We're almost hitting each other in the face. It's hard it just hard. holding that pose for me. <laughs> I'm still cracking up with you said I got party tricks in, my back, tricks in my back pocket. You can whip them out at any time. <laughs> yeah, the but life it's, of the party really, because I mean, you practice yoga. She can walk on her hands. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and, uh, and I, said, nose. And I <laughs> exactly. could said to her, you know, I've been doing working on a headstand with just one arm. And I said, have you worked on a headstand, you know, with no hands at all? She says, yeah, but it's just too hard on my neck. So, I mean, she's already done it. Yeah. I, I can't, so I can't even, imagine, I see these, these, uh, these Buddha guys, you know, that I don't know what you call them. Um, but they can do a headstand. Right. On their head without using their hands. Dharma Mitra does that. That's like his, that's his party trick. You can see him like on the subway, like manhole cover. Doing um, a headstand and his arms are by his side as he's up in the air. I'll tell knees. you what his party trick is. He's got crazy glue in his back pocket. That's what I think. All right. Last one. Number five. Um, oh, I wanted to give you a tip for your crane. Okay. Don't stand on the mats and do it. Go stand in the parking lot. Oh, it'll make a big difference. Yeah, because well, we it won't be like that. We have, let me see, Route 22 and Tillman Street right next door. So we'll see it's how fine, they... It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Um, so my fifth, my fifth thing... Um, Oh, I don't know. It For my mental health, and I think like I kind of touched on that already, but I know that by going, sitting, breathing, moving my body, that my mental health will be a little bit better than it was before I sat down. Mm. You said something to me earlier about reflecting. Oh, yeah. And reflecting. I think that whenever you do get a chance to sit down after doing something, that you should take that time to reflect on where you just came from, what you just did. You need to do that in order to release that energy so that you can move forward, that you can progress 
And um, I definitely do that. And that's definitely another reason I come back to this practice all the time. Yeah, reflection is good. Mm-hmm. Um, reflection is good. It, it, and it, it needs to be in a time where you're not driving a car. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're reflecting when you're sitting, mm-hmm. when you're breathing, when you're thinking about the, your place in this universe and how you're connecting with uh, your greater power, your creator, how you're connected with your husband, your children, and the people around you. It mm-hmm. means a lot. Um, it's kind of, again, restarting your engine and making the adjustments for the future. It's really interesting that you would say reflecting. Mm. One thing I asked her, I said, you know, how do you bring your, how do you symbolically, you know, how do you bring your yoga into your daily life? You can't be in that studio all the time. She says, it's kind of like I just roll up my mat in my head and carry it with me. Oh, I like that. And I thought that was pretty cool because everything in yoga is on a mat. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't expect my students to come in next week and rip up the dojo mat, but here's, here's something you can do. It's just basically grabbing yourself rolling up yourself and making that presence in you aware to everybody around you, even though they try to uh, beat you up. It's like mm-hmm. a, sometimes it feels like you're going 15, 16 rounds with Muhammad Ali. And the best thing to do is prepare for that and take that yoga mat with you. And it's similar to what we talk about with the martial arts, the chances of you having to, you know, punch someone, kick someone, grapple with someone, probably slim to none, probably. And that's a good thing. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. But yet the discipline, the respect, the confidence, the awareness, that's with you 24-7 all the time. Yep. So and I it's think, similar like that. So when you go back and you ask me about happiness, and I think that's the reflection is that I don't hide, not hide, but rather I am transparent in that fact that if you ask me about yoga or you ask me about my martial arts background or you ask me about any aspect of my life, I will tell you and you can see that within me. So I think that the happiness that you see is because I may be more uh, open to or clear that you can see that and you're like, oh, you know, and and you can find something to relate with with inside that. You are clear. No, you are clear, but there's something else too. In the years I've known you, you've never said a curse word. And I'm going to tell you most recently, it's funny what I see and what I sense and what I hear, what other people don't. The normal crowd sometimes that I'm around will always find a negative thing to say. And then you can feed negativity and you'll you'll get the response of negativity. It's just great to have you here. And thanks for just spreading it out into this world. And, you know, if we can change one person, we've done our job. So thank thanks you. for having me. And this is great. Yeah. yeah. Pass it on, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation, creation. Steve Mittman social media.com. 